Who's Bekistan? Where's Bekistan? Why's Bekistan? How's Bekistan? Bekistan, in Uzbekistan. What's going good and what's going bad? And she's live from Tashkent, Uzbekistan, in the heart of Central Asia. Hey there, welcome to episode 34 of Who's Becca Stan here on another rainy Saturday morning. Will the rain ever quit? I think it's about to finish up and looking ahead in the 10 day forecast, I think it's going to turn hot pretty quickly, unfortunately. So, um, anyway, uh, looking at what am I excited about? What am I puzzled by? And how long do I plan to stay? So what I am excited about, um, back last a year ago when I was making these episodes in preparation for my move here, I know I talked a lot about being excited to be in a city that uh, has a metro. Um, so today I'm going to talk a little bit about transportation. So the metro, I think that I have taken it maybe four times uh, in the past seven months. I don't live near a metro station. Uh, however, I, the couple times I've used it, went ahead and walked the 30 or 35 minutes to a station and then was able to take it to where I was going to that helped me save a long taxi ride and a lot of traffic. So it had some value in that for me then. But, you know, did have to either walk or take a, take a taxi to the metro station, which is quite far. So some limitations there. Um, had some success with taking it, like, somewhere I was, like, already in town and needing to get to another part of town and was able to um, sort of take that with within. So that was useful. But, you know, I would just always love a metro, a subway. I just think it's such a fantastic way to travel. And there's just something romantic about it. And I just think it's great. Um, obviously, it can be extremely crowded. But, yeah, having stations where people can easily access them seems to be the sticky wicket with the metro. So, yeah, that's a little bit about the metro. Um, but what I am really excited about is over the seven months I've been here, more and more, I walk lots of places. Far. I will walk far. Um, of course, as it's rained the past couple of weeks, that's why I really have a newfound appreciation for, you know, one of the things I love the most about Tashkent is that it doesn't rain because... Now it's raining, and I see how miserable it is to be here in relentless rain because I like to walk so many places. So there are places, quote, in my neighborhood that I would say are within a 30-minute radius of my apartment. But some things I do socially are kind of the next neighborhood up. And like to where I play pool, to some restaurants I like, to that kind of thing. Uh, it's about an hour walk, and as nutty as that sounds, but I, I, I love being able to walk there because it gets me exercise, and yeah, just the, then I feel like I'm in a real city, you know, being able to walk somewhere, 
and I get very frustrated dealing with taxis here. Um, they're cheap. They're ridiculously cheap. Um, to go within my neighborhood is less than a dollar. To go to the neighborhood I socialize in a lot is about a dollar fifty. Um, anything like to the far end of town is about two dollars or two dollars and fifty cents. So um, yeah, so they're cheap. Um, but they just the style of driving here, I just is very frustrating for me. Um, I mean, in addition to the weaving in and out and cutting people off, um, they also ride the clutch and accelerate and decelerate when they don't need to, so they're just jerking me all over the place. I hate it, uh, makes me car sick. Um, with the taxi app, there's some different um, grades of cars you can request the standard one, the comfort one, and then I think the top one is called the business class. So, um, it's only a few cents cheaper to get the comfort class, the middle grade one. So, getting that does help some, and it tends to be better cars. But even with that, it still can be pretty precarious. Um, yeah, just the concept here of driving is very, very different. Like, if I'm going to turn right somewhere, I'm going to wait till the wheels are, you know, just past the road and then turn and kind of stay in my lane. They don't do that. They, like, go too far as if they're going to miss the road and swing out really wide to make a turn, and they, like, all do it. And this speeding up to stop thing, they all do it. So I just don't know why that's in the culture here. Um, so, yeah, even though the taxis are cheap, I still find them frustrating to deal with. So anytime I can walk or rig up some different kind of transportation, that is my preference. Um, bikes are not really a thing here. There are some. You've got to just kind of ride on the sidewalk because there's not other infrastructure um, I would like to get one that I think that would break up some of these long walks. Um, but with the weather here not being particularly suitable to that, that it just, um, you know, just gets either too cold or too hot. I'm not sure how practical that is, but it's something I'm certainly considering for the future. So, yeah, I absolutely love being in a place where I can walk to things easily. Okay, moving on. What am I puzzled by? So, I am, you know, never been married, have no children. I'm not a parent. I don't know what it's like to be a parent, and I have a lot of respect for parents. So, the thing I am sort of, I don't know if puzzled is the word for, but, um, you know, just how, how to be a good parent, and how to... Teach your child boundaries, how to not give your child everything they want at every given moment without having a hostile relationship with your child. I don't know. I mean, this just seems to be a really hard balance to strike. And what has brought this to my mind this morning is particularly dealing with parents who have a child who has some type of uh, some type of special need or you know some kind of issue, 
And, I mean, I have tremendous compassion for that. And I'm just, that's just got to be so hard when you know there's something wrong with your child. But then it becomes, okay, then how are we as a family going to cope with that? And obviously, I'm trying not to say too much that gives away a whole situation, but uh, you can read between the lines as to what has brought this to my mind this morning. And, you know, if a child has some kind of a, oh, hypothetically, let's say a behavior issue, um, you know, yeah, the parent has got to, you know, accept that about their child, but that doesn't mean the child just gets a free pass to do whatever they want at school whenever they want, and the teachers are just supposed to be patient with that. That if there is a medical issue, that, you know, parents to be willing to work with me on that and to be working with some mental health professionals as to what strategies can help mitigate you know, mitigate that illness. So, yeah, just a sticky, 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 sticky situation. And what is the accountability for someone with a brain-based illness? You know, um, yeah, are there things they can't control? Is Does this child have legitimate needs? Yes, but the family's got to be willing to work with me on that and you know, be willing to, to help develop some systems that are reasonable for, based on that child, what would help make the situation manageable? So, I just, you know, I just, I have a lot of compassion for parents, you know, in that situation, but I also want them to partner with me to get a way we can make it livable, because I'm not a teacher of one child, I'm a teacher of 20 children, at a time, you know, and then multiple classes throughout the day who have other people who have needs, and it's a class can't revolve around one student. So some of that may be unpopular to hear, but, um, yeah, I'm just puzzled about how to be a good parent, and especially when there's a need involved, and I just thank God I'm not. Um, I certainly... Certainly wouldn't know what to do and, you know, don't want to end up with a spoiled child, but want to have a good relationship with my child and just what those, just wrestling with those big questions. So, um, anyway, that's what I'm puzzled about today. Uh, how long will I stay? I'm going to have to do a full episode on that soon, but, um, okay, got about... Uh, about eight or nine more weeks here, and season one of Uzbekistan will be wrapping up, and we'll be learning soon what will come next. So, in conclusion, I am excited today to live in a city where I can walk places, and on a rare occasion, use the metro. I am puzzled by how to be a good parent. And let's see what happens as May 25 is quickly rolling around. Whoever you are, wherever you are, wherever you're listening, whether that's in Turkey, whether that's in Bremerton, Washington, uh, whether that's in Germany, whether that's in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, whoever you are, I'm happy you're listening. Um, 
yeah, feel free to share out to anybody who may be considering moving to Uzbekistan who would like to know more about it. Okay, bye-bye.